you'll get it, man. It's, I mean, it sucks, but you'll get it. The way I look at it, like, I felt the same way, like, just for op one of this part. Like, <laughs> I was like, where do I even start? Yeah, I remember. Um, and well, I remember like, you had issues with, we've had issues with, like, almost every op. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> These are a giant pain in the ass. By far my most difficult part ever. Like, just seven ops. What? <laughs> like, I just was telling my cousin, he's like, are you done with those parts yet that you've been just nonstop talking about? And I'm like, um, I'm like, let me explain something real quick. <laughs> he's like, He's like, what? I'm like, you know the parts that you helped me run, which were like a two-op part, and he just ran all the op ones. And I'm like, that's two operations. And he's like, okay, these are seven. And he's like, how do you even flip a part seven times? <laughs> They're like, oh, buddy. Yo, buddy. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Oh, man. Anyways, this is within tolerance. I'm just going to jump right into this one. <laughs> So this is episode 59, and yeah, I'm dealing with some craziness. Dylan's over here helping me try to stay sane as much as possible, as usual. Um, And all this is going on while I'm being bombarded with memes, which is just fantastic (laughs) it has honestly made my last two days so awesome like i've i I think people at work must think i'm insane because i'm just sitting there like cackling to myself at my desk yeah but oh man i i have just been dying like thank you guys so much for participating and really really putting some thought into these memes like they've called back some stuff from episodes ago and like oh it was it's been so good yeah freaking drew texted me and he's like, aren't these memes brutal? And like, I didn't, there was a couple that I hadn't seen yet. And I was like, oh yeah, like, I guess I, I was, you know, like I was planning for this. And then I checked like our story and I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> I'm like, whoa, guys, whoa, <laughs> I see how this is going to be. And I was like, I text back. I'm like, oh, I see what you mean now. And I was and, like, and- for anybody who hasn't seen them all, they are all saved on a hashtag WTP meme um, save story on our Within Tolerance profile. So go over there and check all the ones you missed out because they've been fantastic. Yeah, um, I don't know if that's the right word, but there's something. <laughs> oh, man. I, like that, It was so funny because I think um, Easton was the one that did me as a douchebag Dave or whatever. And, oh yeah, is that that? What I don't know who that is, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, and he because like right before he sent one of those, I think it was him. He was like, "Man, people are kind of ripping on Peyton Hart. Like, like you you deserve something too." <laughs> so yeah, it's oh actually maybe it was Andy who was it because he even um, he even posted a meme about that. It was like nice friendly meme contest, vicious probing memes. Yeah, that <laughs> one was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's been some really good ones. I'm really, really, really enjoying it. Yeah, um, I'll look. I'll look back through them once everyone's done posting them, and I'll be like, "All right, what?" A couple of the ones Danny did. He's been for those that don't know, Danny. Um, Danny and I have like a feud going on in DMs constantly. We're constantly bashing against each other. I swear, and it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. His long drill one in hospital. Oh, yeah. I, I died at that one. I, I sent him that. I'm like, okay, this one, this is good. And, uh, yeah, we uh, have our little conversation. <laughs> yeah, there's been such good ones. Like, I, I yeah, I'm just impressed all around and, and love our audience. It's, it's fantastic. So um, anybody who hasn't participated, you have till this Friday, which is August seventh and we're going to close it and then deliberate this weekend and on the next episode we'll release who the winners are um yeah but yeah but thanks for everybody for participating so far and if you've got if you got an idea and you haven't had time you still got a couple days to to get it in yep but yeah i mean other than meme contest central over here <laughs> uh what else is new with you <laughs> Um, well, speaking of probing, uh, oh I, I did want to share this story. So the, the parts that I was working on this last weekend, there were only two ops, but they were 
fairly large and really thin and needed to be parallel within four thou, I think. Parallel and flat within three or four. I'd have to go back and check. Um, but I realized after the second op that I had forgotten a corner radius in one of them. Like I had checked maybe eight or nine of these corner radiuses in this pocket. This, I mean, it's a really large open pocket um, with a bunch of different turns and stuff. And they, I was like, oh yeah, you know, I could fit an eighth inch into all of these. And then I don't even know how I caught it, but like I, oh, I caught it because I was just happened to be listening to my little chamfer mill and it like sounded really loud in one corner. I was like, huh, it's only supposed to be doing like a six style chamfer. What's going on? I pulled it out and saw a really heavy chamfer in this one corner. And it turned out, that I needed to use a 16th in just one corner on this thing. And oh, I just wow. happened to miss it on every simulation and every check I did. And uh, anyway, I did a second op, flipped it back over in the same jaws, probed it for center, probed it for Z, and was able to put the 16th in there with almost no visible blend between the walls and the floor and anything. And like it was just, it was, I think it ended up being a 30 second cycle to put that corner radius in and it worked perfectly. Um, so it was just another story I wanted to share since you're struggling on parts. Um, <laughs> Dude, probing won't save me with these. <laughs> it, it, it could help. It could definitely That's help. true. <laughs> it could at least tell you when, when things are, are going haywire. Um, Wait, how big was the chamfer tool? What diameter? One eighth. I'm surprised you heard that. Yeah, I I totally am too. Like I just happened to be by by the machine and was like looking in, and I was like, "Huh, that didn't sound right." <laughs> yeah. yeah, more like so. you heard it. More like because it was probably silent the whole time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so it was it was just one of those stories I wanted to share because it was fairly easy to program. Uh, the setup literally, I didn't have to change anything between the second op and the rework op because. I was probing for Z anyway, and the Z difference was 70 or 75 thou. And so I just let it probe that first part for Z coming from the wrong Z origin. Like the Z origin was technically 75 thou above where I needed it to be, but because I was probing, it didn't matter. And then it just ran the first part. Perfect. And then I ran, I just ran the rest of the lot. I was like, sweet. All right, done. Um, and what could have been a giant pain, like, you know, if I had to indicate a hole in or, indicate and reset z on every part it would have just been i mean it, it still wasn't a ton of parts but like it still would have just been painstaking whereas this i was like all right done like i'll go load the part every 30 seconds and call it a day that kind of gets into a question we got from zimmer design what tenth do you trust your probe to or a probe to Oh yeah, because so he had he had commented or uh, messaged just like talk about probing, and I think it was just to bother you. And I was like, well, actually, I got I have a, a story about probing that I'm already going to share. Um, so what do you want to know? And he was like, yeah, you know, what tenth do you trust the probe to? Um, like especially on smaller diameters, and really, it just comes down to a the probe itself. Like Renishaw has different probes that are more accurate than others. Um, like the OMP series are all touch trigger probes. And so they have a, their own accuracy. I want to say it's like, it's really low though. It's a lot more accurate than you would expect. I'd have to go dig up the manual again to find it. Um, but like if I'm doing tight tolerance work, I'm definitely going to slow everything down. I'm going to calibrate my probe right before I use it and calibrate it at the same speed that I'm going to use in the program. Um, and I, I trust it to like a couple tens probably. Okay. But like the the strain gauge ones, I think it's Ren gauge series. Um, those ones are significantly more accurate. Like it's the same same technology that's in like real high end CMMs, where it's a, a stress strain gauge. So it's like a the way the the hexagon salesman described it was a, a CMM in a CMM. And so like the the tip of those things, instead of just so let me back up the touch trigger points like the OMPs. The way it works is that there's three contact points on the inside of that shaft. And then there's three more or less gel pockets that kind of stabilize the shaft. And when you deflect the probe in any direction, it makes contact. It either makes contact or loses contact. I think it makes contact with one or more of those uh, connections and triggers a point. Um, so when you're 
on a contact, like perpendicular to a contact, there is a slightly different bit of trigger force than there is when you're going between the two contacts. Like if you think of like a triangle, like those are your contact points and it takes a little bit more force to trigger a point between those than it does on one. I believe it is what it is. Um, okay. Whereas a stress strain gauge one, like the Ren gauge ones, it has a stress gauge in there that is measuring the force on the tip at all points. And so when it takes a point, it actually starts taking a point, realizes it's, it's contacted something, moves into the point till there is a force maximum, and then backs out and pretty much plots that that graph of force and sees where the maximum force was and knows that that is your your point. So like it, it's actually averaging like technically, you know, 100 points or, or 50 points or something like that and making the most accurate point it can from that data. Um, so they're, they're significantly more accurate than a, a touch trigger point uh, probe. But uh, again, that also gets into how accurate is your machine, how recently was it ball bar tested or laser calibrated. Um, but just the probe itself can also be a really big difference. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a cool thing this week. And then the other thing I did yesterday, um, I went in. So I, I think I posted on my stories and talked to you last week about getting a new monitor for our programming station. I think um, so. Yeah, we went from like a I don't know, 20 inch screen to adding a 32 inch high def uh, panel, IPS panel. And then so now I've got dual screens at the programming station. And then one thing that came up and actually it was a really weird coincidence. Um, I don't know if you listened to the last bomb, but they were talking about like adding either workstations or tablets to access their ERP and work and not listen to that. Okay, so they they were talking, you know, uh, Saunders is creating his own ERP. Uh, John, I think, still has ProShop or is creating one with his dad. Anyway, they wanted to have workstations so that people can more readily access data, like, you know, open orders or um, order tools or whatever. And concurrently, and, and unbeknownst to me, Brad and I had been talking because he really wanted to know, like, what our open orders were. Um, like I, I do most of our quoting and stuff through my email and unless I wrote it down somewhere or told him, told it to him, like all of our current orders are just in my head more or less. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, he's, is constantly surprised that like, oh, we're, we're ahead of schedule on that or, oh, we're behind on that or, oh, I didn't even know that order existed or like, why am I going to IMS to pick up material? Like, who is this for? Um, that kind of stuff. And so. I went back and bought another one of those 32 inch screens and a Asus Chrome bit, I think it's called. It's like a, it looks like a big USB stick and it's just a HDMI plug into the monitor and it becomes a Chrome OS device. Huh. And then I created a um, current or open orders spreadsheet on Google Sheets. And so now. I'm going to have that constantly up in our inspection room. We'll like your fast up. food screen. Right, right, exactly. So we'll have that open open all the time. He can always see, you know, what's the highest priority when it was quoted, when it was promised, if the material ordered, if the tooling is ordered, um, part numbers, total parts, and then a description, and then the status of it. Um, and then in addition to that, I'll be able to use it to pull up prints from customers, like while I'm inspecting parts rather than... Uh, I don't know how many times I have to like print out a print or run back and forth to the computer to figure out what I'm actually inspecting. And now it's just right there. So it was a, it really was, you know, I think a couple hundred bucks for everything all said and done. I got a nice little TV stand or a monitor stand for it with an arm. I got the screen and then the Chrome bit was 60 bucks. I want to say, oh, and I got a, a cheap USB wireless uh, keyboard with a trackpad built in. Wow. Yeah. So it, it should really, really make, I, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be like a giant change day to day, but like Brad will be more involved in like what is currently on the schedule. He'll, he'll understand, like he won't be texting me like, Hey, you know, what is this? Or why, why are we doing this? Or what are we waiting for on this? Like he'll know every step along the way. 
and then also just inspecting and uh, printing shipping labels and stuff. We should all be able to do all that from the office instead of going back and forth to the shop floor, which would be great. Yeah, that I think everyone listening and of course both of us need to be more willing to like you said you know spend a couple hundred bucks to get that tablet or that screen or whatever it is that you know it's going to help you you're just too shy to fork out the money right yeah exactly well and we had a, a whiteboard that we had bought a while ago that we had been writing stuff on like oh i need to order this tool or oh i need to do this um but we had never put it back up in the office after we had to move it and you know, I just I wanted something that was like I can edit this while I'm, you know, at home or something like that and add orders to it. Whereas if it was a whiteboard, I have to remember every time I'm there to write. I was about to say, yeah, you're going to forget to erase things or. Yeah. And we're also I'm also going to make a spreadsheet. I just need to come up with a template of things that need to be ordered because there's so many times where Brad and I, will, you know, we'll be out to lunch or we'll be working in the shop and be like, oh, we need to order, you know, a, a new deburring wheel. And be like, yeah, yeah, great idea. And then, of course, it takes us three weeks to do it because we constantly forget. Um, yeah. So now, like, we, I'll have, I'll half screen the current jobs and I'll half screen an ordering list, and then we can just put stuff in there, and I can look at it from home and order whatever needs to be ordered, and then cross it off the list. Yeah. So I'll, I'll take a picture and post it on my stories. I didn't quite wrap everything up the way I want to. I end up having to kind of redo the whole inspection work workbench because I had my surface plate and my height master in front of the screen or where I wanted to put the screen. And so I had to move some things around. So it's still a little bit of a mess on one side of the desk. But once I fixed it, I'll, uh, I'll do a little post on it because, yeah, for the money, it's, it just it makes so much sense. And I'm, I'm really, really happy with it. Well, yeah. And, you know, as well as I do, things like that you might not like it where it's at. It might end up somewhere else or get moved around. And that's just, once you start using it, you'll figure out what works best. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it what is that saying? No battle plan survives contact with the enemy. Like that's, yeah. um, that, that's kind of how I view that is like, uh, I, I shared it to Brad last night and he hasn't said anything yet, but I'm sure like the first time we're both in the shop, he's like, well, why did you do it this way? Like, why, why did yeah. you put that? And I'll be like, I don't know. I just, I thought it looked cool or I, I thought that's how I wanted it. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see, but definitely something I'm, I'm, I think I'm really going to be happy with. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, like, like you said, I'm not sure what it's going to end up with or what it's going to end up looking like down the road. But right now, man, it, it looks great and it forced me to reorganize the bench, which is great. And uh, I'm just, I'm happy. It beat the current system. That's all that matters. Yeah, the current system of nothing was, was exactly. not hard to beat. <laughs> yeah, you're making so, a step in the right direction. Yeah. So what about you? How, besides these parts, is anything rolling on Legos? Or are you uh, just kind of trying to get through this this last order before you can get back to that stuff? Yeah, about that. It was interesting, though. Um, I was running these parts last night, and I had a piece of paper, and I thought of something I was like oh I'll write it down like a to-do list item and I was out there for probably like I don't even know 12 hours or something and like I filled up this post-it in every diagonal possible direction of I could with just thoughts like things I was like I need to do this this needs to get done I need to buy this boom 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 and like it was crazy how like what is it I think it was Jay that always is like get those ideas like like get stuff out of your head that's like useless more or less so you can have more room to be creative and stuff like that. Um, and I was just like pounding out all these things. I'm like, I need to just do this, this, this. And I couldn't do much because this was like a four minute cycle time. And by the time I load it, like it's just already done. It feels like. Um, and I had to do that a hundred times. But <laughs> man, yeah, it was just, I don't know. It was just interesting. And then I, was like i need to start reading a book because i finished what book did i finish uh i finished the 75 hard book and then i started i was like i need a book and i don't know where one of my books went so i'm like i'm gonna go find the e-myth and <laughs> there's like been some memes about it and stuff like that but like i had started reading this like probably a probably three months ago and i'd read like the first couple chapters and I don't know if this is a sign of, like, something, but, like, the 
this first chapter that I picked up, like, let's see if I can find it here. I have the book right now. It's like, here's a quote. And so you work 10, 12, 14 hours a day, seven days a week. Even when you're at home, you're at work. All your thoughts, all your feelings revolve around your new business. You can't get it out of your mind. You're consumed by it, totally invested in doing whatever is necessary to keep it alive. And I was like, I was like, okay. And then, <laughs> and then <laughs> this next one, like a couple pages later, I'm like, all right. And it's like, infancy ends when the owner realizes that the business cannot continue to run the way it has been. That in order for, let's see, that in order for it to survive, it will have to change. And it just like went into like, and then this one, it was like, it's only a problem when the technician consumes all the other personalities, when the technician fills your day with work, when the technician avoids the challenge of learning how to grow a business. And like this whole chapter was just like, and then it's also like, boom, like if your business depends on you, you don't own a business. And it was just like, I was like, I literally was like, damn, like that was like probably the best 10 pages of reading that like opened my mind because I'm like, this is not sustainable. I need to fix this. And like, this is literally saying that. And it's true. Like if you and he was talking about how like what happens if I have to go like or if I'm sick or something like the business just stops like what there's no nothing in place for it to keep going on its own like i am the business which is a problem yeah yeah for sure um yeah I, that first passage you wrote that sounded like it was more or less calling you out by everything but name yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty great yeah so i don't know like i read that and i'm just like i have a whiteboard i'm looking at right now and i have like I've got to get this one order done. I've got another order after this. And then I'm going to take a day and do my inventory, uh, my inventory day. I've been planning this um, where I'm going to recount everything, reorganize my room as far as inventory, all that fun stuff. Like those are three big tasks. And my goal is to get, I'd like all that done by Monday. Um, Oof. And you know how I am with these, this one order of parts. If, if I can get that done today, okay, that done, I'm programming the second job now. That would take me like a day or two to run. So I think it's doable, but like I've learned like things just come up and like slow you down. So I'm that's why I gave myself a couple extra days there. Yeah, um, I think that's best. Like you can, I, I can't remember what the number is, but there's somebody who's like, you know, you can only have really three or four things on your to-do list every every day. Yeah. Like, yeah. otherwise, you're just going to let yourself down. Yeah. And then there's another part in this book where it was talking about, like, how if you're, let's say, like, a, the manager of, like, a restaurant or something, and you get so busy, and now all of a sudden, you're slacking on, like, getting new customers, or you're slacking on, like, the food, or you're slacking on this and that, and, like, how you're so busy that, like, other parts of the business start to flop, basically, and that's exactly what's happening. Like my emails are all these people that are like, I wouldn't say complaining, but there's a lot of people like I'm not shipping orders as quickly as I have been. Um, you know, there's people that have problems with their orders that I haven't had time to get to and address because I'm downstairs machining all day. Um, and it's just like, this is a problem. Like this needs to get resolved. And then like the other problem you could say it would be like, I have all these DMs, like hundreds of DMs on Brick Tactical being like, when is this product coming back in stock? When is this coming back in stock? <laughs> it's like, I wish I could tell you because I don't know. Um, so what's like, the, 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 that is the problem, but what's your, your plan moving forward? Once I get these three things done, once these machining jobs are done, it's just a matter of doing it. Like I've got the parts, I just got to print them. Right. So you're gonna um, focus. You're you're still gonna continue forward and focus on the Lego for a little bit and get that back under control. Yeah, I would say I am totally admitting that it is not under control right now, and I need to be able to say it's under control. I need to have product on the shelf, have the right amount of product on the shelf, which is that inventory problem. And yeah, once once stuff's like 
in stock and ready to go, like things will be good. But like I said, I'm still getting orders for the very few items that are on my website. And yeah, it's just, I don't even know, but like, that's my plan. I'm going to take it one step at a time. Good. Good. No, I'm glad. Cause I, yeah, I hate seeing you as stressed as you have been. So it'll be nice to, you know, get you, get you back out, out from under your, your hole or out of your hole that you've been in. Yeah. It's uh it's a weird position to be in. And it's like, I love seeing product go out the door. Like I love to an extent, I love packing orders. Cause it's cool to be like, like, yes, like a product that I thought of, I took the time to develop, you know, prototype all throughout the process, develop, make blah, blah, blah package. And now a bunch of people are buying it. Like that's very rewarding to me. But when I'm not selling stuff, obviously that's a problem, but like, it's not fueling like my, the fun side of it. It's like, this is cool. Like people are buying stuff. And like, that's just kind of like, I wouldn't say taking a toll, but like I miss that. Yeah, totally. I, I, I mean, as someone who has just recently gotten out of my own hole, I 100% empathize with you. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> it's it's no fun. Like it, and we had talked about it. Maybe that's a good a good thing to bring up. Is like the mentality when you're in one of these work holes, at least as like a a, a business owner, is super toxic because you like oh feel super depressed about being late on all this stuff and having to interact with your customers when you're ashamed of what's been happening. And so that leads you to not wanting to work on things as much. Um, and then you and get like, stressed because you're not working on them. Right. Yeah. And, and you're not getting things done. And so you're not getting any closer to getting yourself out of stress. And it's this like super vicious cycle that is really, really toxic. And like we, we talked about that maybe a week ago when you were just starting to realize like all of the work you had. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I was, I was, trying to warn you. I was like, I, I am just getting out of this or I'm just about to get out of this and it is super toxic and it really sucks. But um, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're almost out of it as well because it's it's rough. It's super rough. And, you know, there there is no other way to get out, of, get out of it besides just working your ass off more or less. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to like, I was really, to put it quite honestly, pissed that like, this last op didn't go as planned. And I was like, crap, like another day is going to go by. And like, I, I just need to get these parts done. Like I need these out of my life. And I was like, you know what? Hold on. Take a step back. Like do something else. Like Dylan can take a look at it, see what he thinks. And like, worst case, I get them done late tonight. Like they'll still get done. Like, I just got to like, like take a chill pill. I don't know what I need to take, but I'll take it. Um, and like, just chill. And like, they're going to get done. Like you've gonna, you've had these roadblocks before. Like you've been in worse ones. That's for sure. So like, just freaking get it done. Um, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. So speaking of other challenges, how is 75 hard going? Honestly, that's going pretty well. Um, I actually, for the past couple of days, I've been completely done with like my daily stuff um, before like eight o'clock. Whoa, who are you? Like, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> like first thing I do is like I get up. I don't even eat breakfast like right away. I go straight on like either a walk or a bike ride or I do a workout like first thing. Um, that way it's like, boom, one of them's done because my problem is I get up and I get going and I want to start knocking stuff out. And then all of a sudden it's five o'clock and I have two workouts left. Yeah. Uh, and so that was a problem. I'm like, this needs to be addressed. So did that. Um, the reading I've been doing while the machine's running, which is pretty easy to do. Um, Heck yeah. Killing so, two birds with one stone right there. Yeah. So that's, I don't know. Reading is not that bad for me. The water, I do that easy um it's really just the two workouts for me so like i try to do one like either before or after before or after dinner depending on what i'm eating um so like it'll be done by five or six seven max um and then yeah so that i'm getting more under control about that and i'm re i'm realizing like okay regard like today it's like 6 30 right now i still got one workout left so I can 
either finish this podcast and go straight to work, which will probably happen because I have high hopes here. But like, either way, I got to get a 45 minute workout in. So do I want to do it now or do I want to do it later when I'm tired? So like, regardless, it's got to get done. And like, it's just like, why wouldn't you do it earlier? Yeah. yeah, I mean the the workout really is the thing that has prevented me from starting it. Is yeah. like I, I just don't have the time. Like I've said, um, I've been trying. I think for the last oh I don't know two or three months to drink a gallon of water a day. Yeah, and like that hasn't been too bad. Um, but yeah, it's it's really just finding the time. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're you know getting that done earlier. Yeah, I need I wanted to do something. So I finished reading that book and Brandon had sent me that. And if you're down for it, I want to start something and I if you want me to send it to you, I can and I want you to read the book and that'll give you some thoughts on the whole program too. Um and then I thought it'd be cool cuz Brandon put a nice note in the cover page for me and like you could put a note in there and sign it and we could like keep passing this thing around for all the people out there. Yeah, I'm totally game. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I'm 100% game. That would be a lot of fun. Now, I did highlight and bookmark a crap ton of pages, so feel free to do the same. But, like, I do that on all my books, like little tidbits I try to highlight and remember. So it'd be cool if you even took, like, a different color highlighter and did the same thing, anything that stands out to you. Yeah, for sure. Sounds good to me. Yeah, so I thought that'd be cool. Awesome. Well, yeah. All right. Well, we knocked out one of the questions. Should we jump into those for a little bit? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so we actually, I actually got two questions about the kitty, both T5 uh, manufacturing and Farmer Giles. Well, uh, asked, you know, what the plan is to actually get the kitty out of the shop. And uh, I think I mentioned it two or three episodes ago, or maybe an episode ago, but I started the model for the windows so i need to get those cut locally to replace those um i've got a few little hoops to jump through to get it out um but really it it, like t5 asked what's the thought process behind keeping the kitty and it's not even really a thought process it's just too busy and i guess not wanting to deal with it but we're we're getting to the point where it's just way too much space to take up. Like I want that side of the shop back. I want to be able to move the brothers over there. So I'm uh, that that is moving its way up the priority list. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say something in regards to that. I can't remember. Yeah, but you need to get that thing gone. I think, like you said, we talked about it last time. That your kind of plan for moving your machines. I think that's a good plan. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll really, really help. Um, you know, get it, get the shop or more organized. We'll have a lot more room after that. Like so much more room. I think we could almost fit both brothers into the same square footage as the kitty. I bet. Um, like I, I want more room obviously around each machine, but they are, you know, that different in size like the kitty has a pallet changer it has a spindle chiller it's got like a million hydraulic pumps and coolant pumps and it's got the conveyor and you know it's just it's the beast yeah it's just a pain so um yeah so that's that's kind of the plan i guess the plan is just to get it out as fast as i can um i I really just need to get those windows done it's been on my to-do list for like probably two months now like, I mean, granted, it's been on my to-do list for, like, since November of last year, like, when the brother showed up, but it's actually been on my to-do list app for, like, It is actually now. moved up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, visible on the to-do list. It's not just mental, so uh, I, I, we're definitely going to get going on that pretty soon. That, um, like I said, we're, we're finally having some time to work on company projects, like, through Spindle and the uh, Orange Plate and all that stuff, Um so it's it's it, it's getting up there for sure yeah i mean it might even be worth just taking some pictures and posting it wherever you think you're going to sell it just to start humoring people just to get it out there yeah yeah it's, it's really not a bad idea um 
all of a sudden someone bites and says, we'll take it. When can we get it? And like, you're like, all right, like, you know, Oh, that would be so awesome. Just, <laughs> just yeah. have it gone. Just price it accordingly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh I guess a good good point too. I mean we, we don't want like a whole bunch for it. We I, I think it's you just want it still, gone. <laughs> yeah, I, I want it gone and it's still a, a really good machine. Like it, it still makes really tight tolerance parts and it's got a decent spindle and a decent tool changer and a, a conveyor and you know like it, it's a, a good machine, so it, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yes. And then we have one, or all these I think are from T5 MFG, is will you continue the video podcast? I haven't checked recently, but how many views did that get? I think it got 200 about. Okay. Yeah, we're like right below 200 right now. And we gained 33 subscribers, which is cool, and um so i i don't know i'd be more than happy to do video podcasts like i don't know if we do them every week like this but maybe once or twice a month i'm more than happy to do yeah or if our i think it can work with more than two people right yeah yeah um we'll have to see how it all shakes out like i think i have meat as part of my uh google suite but if i don't then we'll we'll have to figure out another platform for it but um yeah, I, that would be really cool to have guests on there, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll just have to figure it out. Yeah, but I'm, I'm more than happy to do it. Like, I, I I enjoyed getting to talk to you semi-face-to-face, and I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Then he also says, favorite cordless tool brand. I'm a DeWalt guy. I am also a DeWalt guy. Okay, good. Um, I thought you were going to say something else, and I was like, I'm not dealing with an argument here. <laughs> be like, I'm Milwaukee or whatever. It'd be like, oh, no. my gosh. No, I had a Ryobi um, impact driver yep. that I bought, and I had batteries die for it two winters in a row, and they were both wow. on the charger. Um, I was like, this is ridiculous. And then we had already had, Brad had brought his uh, DeWalt, drill driver in and we were using that for deburring and everything for the longest time and had zero issues with it and so i bought a really really nice dewalt impact driver when i was started working on my car again yep um and then i got a drill driver for christmas last year and then i just bought one actually i got the only one that dan's discount tools had like they were posting on instagram about like a 30 percent off summer sale and they had a it was only the 12 volt max um lithium ion ones but it was one left two batteries charger and the drill driver and with the the coupon i got it for like 60 bucks shipped what the heck (laughs) yeah and i was like yep sold like that i'll take that whoa yeah so uh i'm i'm a big fan they they work really well the batteries seem to last forever that uh impact gun i have is like it's it both brad and i every time we use it we're like this is one of the best tools i've ever bought like it's so good because it's got a, a smart mode on it, too. So when you're impacting something off, the second it feels it go loose, it stops for a second. Oh, interesting. So that you don't, like, spin the nut off and lose it. And then when you're tightening things, it'll tighten it up and cinch it up and then wait a second before it impacts it if you just want to tighten up a bunch of bolts and not, like, you know, give them a bunch of ugga-duggas right there. Yeah, it was funny. I was texting i was doing air compressor maintenance a while back a couple weeks ago and i was messaging nick who also has my air compressor and i'm like is your oil cap nut thing this tight he's like yeah mine was tight i'm like impact question mark he's like uh and i'm like i'm gonna try it so i had this long like 12 inch extension to get to this nut or whatever and like one little trigger press and pop it's just off i'm just (laughs) like this is yes (laughs) That's crazy that it was that tight. Yeah, it was weird. But like, I love DeWalt. I've got their, let's see, Impact, Normal Drill, um, their little bandsaw, sander, anything I can, I'll buy their stuff. Like, <laughs> pretty much just because it looks cool. Yeah, it, it works so well. Like I, I'm, Oh, and I'm the chop saw fan. for even cutting aluminum works amazing. Oh, really? You have their chop saw? Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, it works uh, very well, actually. With, just with the blade that came on it, I just cut aluminum all day. 
Really? Yeah, I just, every now and then it'll want to chip weld, so you just spray a little WD-40 on it, and all the chips just come right off. That's awesome. Yeah, it works great, other than the mess it makes. That's why I just buy stuff cut now. <laughs> <laughs> well, very cool. Yeah, uh, no, no argument for me on that. Good, good, good. And then he also asked, thoughts on Harbor Freight toolboxes? I didn't know what the HF standed for there, so. Oh, yeah, sorry, I was being quick as usual putting the questions in <laughs> uh toolboxes i mean i've got i've got a toolbox from them but i don't i'm assuming like the kind of like the husky knockoff ones yeah it's what is it united general or something like that is their brand i think i've never used them i remember i went in a couple months ago and i saw them and i as you do you like play with the drawers a little bit i'm like these aren't that bad I've got two and I love them. Um, okay. I, from what I've seen, like, unless you want to spend $10,000 on a snap on, yeah. like, they're all made in China anyway. So I usually just buy the one that has like the best features, whether it's Husky or Harbor Freight or, you know, whatever. So oh, it's us general. That's their uh, brand or one of their brands. And yeah, I've got two of the, I guess they're not identical. I've got one of the five drawer and one of the four drawer, I think. Okay. And they're both awesome. Like they're perfect next to the machine tool carts. Yeah. Because they've got a big open top and like we just keep that closed. And then, yeah, between four and five drawers and they're, they're usually 200 bucks. And like, you know, you can always with Harbor Freight, you can always get like deals on them. So I think we got ours for 180 maybe or something like that. Yeah, I mean, there's your answer right there. Yeah, big big fan. Like they're, they're if it's all Chinese, you might as well go to China store and buy yeah. it from <laughs> China directly, more or less. Yeah, seriously. Um, like we've got a Husky tool cabinet as well. That's like the big long one with the wood top, and like I, I love that too. And we got it on clearance or sale or whatever. So I really it, want one of those. Yeah, I, I probably when we get the the kitty gun, I'll probably get another one so that both machines have one. Yeah, that'd be nice. like we keep our soft jaws in the top drawer and then a bunch of other stuff, but it's it's super nice. Um, so yeah, I, I just buy whatever's best for the job. There, it's all there's no like country loyalty there that you can really. It's like, do you want China or do you want China under a different name? So yeah. just <laughs> just buy the one that's cheaper and that looks good. They're all they're all good though. Yeah, whatever works for your application. Exactly. Yeah. And then he says, "Do either of you have plans on buying a lathe?" I don't have anything round. <laughs> no, no. I, I I could totally use a lathe. Um, I, I I have either turned down jobs or had to sub them out or pass them on to other shops because I don't have a lathe. But it's not enough work that I could just be like, "Yep, I'm going to buy a lathe today." Like th- there was we've a really talked good about deal. This, I feel like a while back too. Yeah, we, we've talked about this. I feel like every couple months. Um, like there was a really good deal on a Takasawa, I think, brand new ones, like a month or two ago. And I was like, eh, I just like a, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind a two axis lathe, but I'd love a, like a three axis lathe. Oh yeah. So but we'll see. I was talking to someone today. I'm trying to remember their Instagram handle because they have a Sugami. M something 08 or M 08 Y. And uh, that thing sounds pretty killer for like the price. Cause I think uh, I was talking to uh, Luma labs about that too, on the discord and like, Oh, it's John Fettig. He's got a, a, a Sugami lathe. And like, it seems like it's a really nice machine. Um, there's some clearance issues that he has, but besides that, it's pretty badass. It's a six axis lathe, M 08 S Y. So we'll yeah, see. I, I don't really, I don't really need one. I don't have, I have a couple products that would be nice to have one, but I also have a mill that would work just fine. Um, my you can first make your own ejector pins. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> That's a total good reason to buy yeah, a lathe, $3 part on. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think, yeah, it was the first lathe I ever ran was a Takasawa, um, super kill you can look back in my feed and see me running it it was at school and i just remember i was in like the manual class and i remember 
the like seniors in this program and the CNC part of it, one guy was running these parts he designed and whatever. And like, he was like, Peyton, you want to like learn this? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, that's, this is why I came here. I didn't come here to run a bridge port. Um, even though I learned a lot about that, but like, I just remember I had so much fun watching how fast that thing moved, even though it was just two axes. Like I definitely have a soft spot in my heart for turning. And then especially after me working at a Swiss job and my old job working on a, what is it? A DMG, um, NLX 2,500. Isn't that like the pretty standard lathe? Uh, DMG. Yeah. NLX is there. They're, I think they're twin spindle one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, I just remember making some crazy parts on that too. So it, it's one thing I think for us too is like, it's just a whole nother like catalog of tooling. And that's just dollars right there. Like yeah. you can't use like, I can't use a cat 40 tool holder on that <laughs> machine anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Like, well, and not only that, like if you add a, a y-axis and you add a sub spindle or something like that like just call it alone for both spindles would be oh, thousands yeah. of thousands of dollars yeah so not really looking into that anytime soon <laughs> yeah i mean if the work came my way like if somebody if one of my customers was like hey we need you to do you know 10 grand a month in lathe work in addition to what you're doing right now i'd be like okay i'll yeah. buy a lathe like that, that's okay I'll, I'll do that but um tell that until I, fantasy day comes <laughs> right yeah exactly until i see money in hand or a contract signed um that's just just that yeah a fantasy for now so yeah so i'm trying to remember our... something to say oh okay go for it no i can't remember go for it <laughs> i was gonna say what, what did you research this week oh shoot <laughs> uh your favorite segment <laughs> yeah uh how to get out of a hole quick <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Did you do any more skateboarding? I haven't had time. I'm so mad about that. Like, I had this buddy hit me up. He's like, you want to go skate? And I'm like, dude, like, I feel like such a dick for, like, saying no. But, like, next weekend, which is coming up. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Remember, kickflip by September. Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, man, dude. Yeah, I want to, though. Um, that's for sure. Uh, what research? Um, let's see. Let's go back to my history tab here. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. It's like cheap labor, Washington. Yeah, cheap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is one thing I wanted to mention is I had been paying some of my friends to come over and help mold parts while I set up my mill or I'm like I was running for three days straight up one through four on these parts. And it was a 22 minute cycle, which is actually pretty quick. Um, and so every 22 minutes I'd run down and I'd swap parts. Cause like, I'm not going to sit down there for 22 minutes and just sit around. That's ridiculous. Um, so I'd run back up, up here and like either be UV printing emails, packing orders, all that stuff. And all while one of them or two of the guys were, either prepping parts for printing there's a little bit involved in that or either molding parts on my manual machine which was really nice because like i started my started him out because he had never ran the machine on a really simple part a uh, simple mold and i mean he knocked out there was four parts per sprue and he knocked out i think two thousand of them oh wow um, and i mean they're pretty quick and then another like 300 of another part and i'm like dude i'm more than happy to pay you you know hourly um and i was paying him i would think a pretty good rate for washington state so it worked out for both of us and he keeps texting me he's like when can i come back and i'm like dude i got so much work for you don't even worry like just like <laughs> let me get my sanity back and you can come back oh actually that reminds me there was one more question from jake Yates that I forgot to put on there. The boy. Let me find it. We had talked about something else, and so he, I had forgotten. Oh, okay. So it was, it was actually for me. Um, he said both being that uh, Brad and Dylan both have full time jobs. Do we pay ourselves at Prodium, or do all the profits go back to the business? And I, I think I've talked about this 
maybe six months ago or, or a few months ago, but currently we don't pay ourselves. Um, it's all, it all goes back into the business, but I think that's probably going to change fairly soon. Cause like our accountant was like, you, you should be paying yourself. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure that you should be. What Saunders so, saying, like if you can't justify even a thousand dollars a month, it's still a hobby. <laughs> I didn't know he said that, but or yeah, something like uh, that. And it makes sense. Like if you can't pay yourself a thousand dollars a month, like the fact that I'm not paying myself even a hundred dollars a month is ridiculous. Like, but right. it's just yeah. my mindset, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that, and, and really, I think that that's what it comes down to is like the mindset. Like we haven't, well, a, I, I haven't ever gone down the, the path of like payroll and like figuring out, okay, now I got to, cause the, like the second I start paying myself, I also have to do workers comp and I have to pay taxes on paying myself twice, you know, um, and things like that. So it, there's, there's a lot that like comes up when you start going down that path, but at the same time, that's where I want to go anyway. So we yeah. might as well get it, you know, we, we need to get it done anyway. So yeah, I just, I think I'll probably schedule a meeting with our accountant in the next couple months and, and get that rolling and, or see what she says and all that. But, um, yeah, right now profits go back into the business, um, just so we can keep growing, you know, by buying, you know, screens for order fulfillment and order tracking and, and, uh, you know, tooling for the machine and stuff like that. Um, it's almost and, like at our stage, we're trying to like grow as quickly as we can. So like, I don't know about you, but like if I paid myself a thousand dollars a month, I'd be like, okay, cool. Like Peyton has a thousand dollars, like brick tactical is a thousand dollars less er. And like, what is Peyton really going to do with that thousand dollars? Probably just put it in the bank or, he could just keep it in his company and like get that much further down the line by buying whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean like growth eats cash for breakfast. So having more cash is, is ideal um, is really what it comes down to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we, I definitely need to start heading down that path and Brad and I, I feel like this far in will feel good. Like right now it's just a ton of work for very little tangible payoff like oh yeah we've got an awesome company we've got some cool machinery we've got a place we can go work on cars um but not like oh i'm also getting paid money like, yeah like eventually as weird as it sounds like that's gonna wear off like you're gonna be like all right where's the check like i'm putting in too much work here oh there are 100 percent times that i already feel that yeah i've felt that in the past it's like why am i why here? am i yeah why am i killing myself for nothing but, there was a uh, a new hip-hop song by logic and his line what because he's retiring as a rapper and i thought that was interesting and his lyric was why am i killing myself or he was like i'm killing myself to make a killing and i'm just like literally me like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, I mean, yeah, if Prodium's a, a few grand less a month, but Dylan has some money in his pocket and Brad has some money. It in his feels pocket. good. The morale's up. That's worth yeah. a lot. Yeah. I'll be able to finish my project car earlier and, and, you know, all that fun stuff, save up some money. So we'll, we'll see. I thought that was a good question though. Yeah, for sure. So did you come up with a, what did you research this week? Oh Yeah. um i'm not letting you skip out on this honestly i'm trying to find something that really sticks out it's just like random stuff a lot of youtube videos here (laughs) uh yeah i honestly nothing's oh i guess i did okay I looked into, um, I didn't know what they were called. So I have just like a woods, wooden stool um, down by my machine in my desk where I have a laptop for like posting and programming if I need to. Um, and it's really not comfortable, especially when it gets hot. And it's just like, I'm not sitting on this stupid thing for like 12 hours. Like it's just not happening. And I'm like, I remember in school 
we had these really tall like swivel chairs they were super nice and i don't think i'll ever be able to find the exact ones but like it they were literally to the point where there was only five in our shop school and like it was like the second they took roll call we would run to go get these chairs because they were so nice um and i'm like i want something like that so i ordered a they're called like drafting chairs like the really high up ones. And I didn't know that was like the keyword to search for, but I ordered one on Amazon. It'll be here Friday. Um, and so I'll put that together and I'll have a much comfier swivelly rolly chair to sit on. And I'm excited for that. Nice. So like you said, those little improvements. Yeah. You, it really is like the little quality of life stuff is so big. Yeah. Um, it's, I can't overstate it enough. It is just like you're already spending so much time at your shop. You might as well be comfortable there because otherwise it's just a miserable experience all around. Yeah. Like a hundred bucks or however much the chair was 200 bucks, like divided by however much time I spend down there. It's like, yeah, I'll pay a dollar a day for the next 200 days or whatever. Like, duh. Right. You would probably pay $5 a day exactly. for the next 200 exactly. days. Yeah. Like, <laughs> give me some throne to sit in yeah exactly so uh I, that's awesome that's yeah. really cool what about you um so i've got one on the list and then i, I realize i've got a couple more in my history that i will uh i'll, I'll talk about so the, the first one is we got uh my girlfriend and i got recommended on youtube all these tiny house videos or it started with one. And then we just like went down this deep rabbit hole of watching all of these tiny house tours. Um, Cause I guess it's super big in Australia and New Zealand. It's property values. There are just insane in the cities. Yeah. Like I, I can't remember, I think it was in Sydney or Melbourne. Um, they were saying like the average house price was $1.2 million. Whoa. And so there's so many people that are, like living on their parents, you know, the parents will have like three acres. And so they'll take an acre of that and build a tiny house on there for like 80 grand and live debt free in a tiny house. That's like four or 500 square feet. Um, so we, we went down this really deep rabbit hole. Of, we've probably watched 20 or 30 of these videos. Uh, was it living big in a tiny house on uh, YouTube? Oh, There's this one guy <laughs> who built his own tiny house and then now travels the world interviewing people and, and checks out their tiny houses and stuff. But uh, it, it's just really like it. I don't know that I want want to live in something that small, but like the, the their their philosophy and the way they go about their storage and building it is very interesting. And I would love to do something like that. It's it, like every little there, there is no wasted space. So like every stair going up to the, the next level has storage built into it. And every you know nook and cranny has some kind of little storage for, for something specific. Um, so that, that was, it's really cool. Actually, I really enjoy the videos and the guy who hosts them is really great. Um, the other thing I was looking at today was a flight controller. Cause I really want to finish my quadcopter project. And I think I posted about it. I don't know if we've ever talked about it on here. I think you like, did once. So yeah, one of the first full assemblies I designed was a, quadcopter that then turned into a x8 which is like a, an octocopter but with four arms so there's a, a prop on the top and the bottom of each arm and like i machined all the components except for the mounting holes for the motors because i didn't know what i was going to use and the arms are carbon and aluminum and the base is aluminum and it's all pretty much done except for the electronics and so today i was like you know i i I wonder if I can get, you know, spend a couple hundred bucks and get that thing just flying and done and like, you know, finally finish that project off. So I was looking at flight controllers from DJI. They have like a commercial one, but I'm sure it's thousands and thousands of dollars because it's like a, a super serious setup. And then there's other ones that are more open source and, and easier. But um, so I was looking at that today. And then the last thing I've been heavily looking into is a clutch for my engine swap. Um, and the reason I brought this up is that Dennis, uh, FF Metalworks on Instagram, made a, a meme that was like the, the parts that I wish they would talk about. And it was a picture of a AW11 MR2, which is my car. And that it was the parts that they actually talk about. And it was like a Lego car. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, OK, OK. Um, so, yeah, I've been looking at upgraded 
clutches for my car and for some reason they are stupid expensive um like brad is building his e30 bmw and like a upgraded clutch for that was i think he got it for like 150 bucks or 160 bucks and a stage one clutch from exidy for my car which is like you know it doesn't hold all that much power it's it's better than a stock one but it's 350 to 380 dollars and like i've pretty much annoyed every seller on ebay by offering a low ball make yeah. <laughs> you know offer on them like i annoyed one guy so much that he just pulled the make an offer option from his listing damn dylan <laughs> <laughs> and i just i i don't understand it like i don't know why they like they price them like they do i don't know why people are holding on to them because this clutch literally fits like two years of Celica's and two years of Lexus's and or, yeah, Lexus, Lexus's Lexi. What is the plural of Lexus? <laughs> Lexus's. Um, anyway, uh, it's it just, it's been driving me nuts because I'm as of what a month or two ago, I committed to buying at least one part for my engine swap every single paycheck because I didn't want, like I, I, you know, I've got all these parts to buy. And the last thing I wanted is to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll do it next year. Oh, I'm, I'm going to save up some money. And it's like, no, I'll just buy like a few hundred bucks of parts here and there. And then finally, I'll have pretty much everything. And then I'll be able to do it. Yeah. So um, those were the three things that have been kind of standing out as far as researching this week. Okay. I thought of something that I wanted to okay. talk about. And I finally found video footage of it. And this is amazing. And I'm sending this to you. So <laughs> my ideal dream machine is now, I guess, a reality here. So there's a oh, DM is this the thing you posted? In yeah. Your... Okay. So there's a DM2 hooked up with a Trinity pallet system, and it's a robot. And it's got, I don't know how many pallets, but this looks insane. And it's hooked up with a fifth axis rotary table. Pallets automated. This looks insane. I'm watching these videos. I just found these. So is that the TRT 100? I would assume so with how small that looks. Yeah. So I think that'd be more than capable for what you want to do. Yeah, I already reached out to Selway and they're going to email me. I'm like, send me videos, pictures, pricing. Because <laughs> like, it's not that big. No, like you could totally fit that in the space that you have your DM. Yeah. From what I've seen. For anybody who wants to go see it, Derek Goodwin underscore on yeah, I'll, Instagram. I'll post this on my story. I'm pretty sure I can do that. Okay, yeah. Post it on your story. Um, it might be gone by the time they listen to this, though. So if you guys want to, it's Derek Goodwin underscore. He works for Trinity Automation. Um, and it's like the third or fourth video back. Uh, and it's, the Trin it's a DM2 with the Trinity AX1 automation system. This is pretty trick, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sweet. I wonder what robot that is because it's like it looks like Fanuc colors, but it doesn't it doesn't look like any Fanuc robot I've seen. Yeah, I remember looking at their or... stuff in person, and I can't remember if it was Fanuc or not. If it is, then it's completely unbranded. Yeah. Fanuc I... Oh, actually, that brings up another good story point thing. Um, I. Fanuc has been doing a lot of webinars over the past couple of weeks and at work last Thursday or Wednesday, they had one on automation and automating manufacturing and all that stuff. And it was, it was really, really cool. Like a few takeaway points, their head of automation or sales or whatever said that um, the number one error he sees in people trying to automate things is saying the words, I want to replace this person with a robot. And he said that that's like the worst way that you can enter an automation. Cause that's not the point. Right. He was like, people are really good at working. Like they, you, you forget how good we are at using all of our senses and working and all that. He's like, you need to start from the ground up and say, I want to make this process automated. Not like I want to replace Mike on machine 20 with yeah. a robot. Um, that's, never you're, you're never it's never going to live up to what you think whereas if you're like i need to take this part family and automate it completely that's an entirely different discussion and like they 
at Fanic, they they really encourage you to like reach out early. They say and like say, hey, here's my goals. What can we do together? And like they they will go through so many hoops. Like they have a, a tool on their website that will help guide you to the right automated choices. They also have another service where they'll actually come out and do like an audit of all of your Fanix systems and let you know like where you can upgrade, where you're sitting, um, and things you can do with them that you're not doing, which I thought was really interesting. Huh. Uh, but the other thing that they were talking about is that they're doing combined vision with robots, which is not anything really new, but they're able to use it they're able to use the vision combined with the robot movement to refine where the robot's actually going. And so like they were showing a robot that was drilling these holes in these bushings and it'll actually move up towards the bushing and do like these little moves where it's tracking where the drill is in relation to the camera and the robot arm and then kind of does a PID loop. So it figures out exactly where the, the, that's not backlash obviously in that system, but you know, the, the error in that system is. And so they can refine with the camera, the actual movement of the robot far more than than what the stated robot accuracy is. Okay. And like in one case they had they were showing this insertion of a pin into a hole or like a, a piston into a hole and the fit between the piston and the hole was 50 microns and it could do it repeatably because it had both a high accuracy robot, a vision system and a force sensing system and that by using all three of those in conjunction it was able to still fit this pin with only 50 millions uh, clearance into this hole. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Like it was just it's so it was a really really cool uh, presentation and unfortunately the link that they sent me like is passworded and all that stuff otherwise I would just share it on my Instagram because I think it was it was pretty pretty special for what I've seen come out of Fanic. Like it wasn't very markety. Like some of it was, oh, you know, blah blah blah, marketing stuff. But like there was actually some really good insight in it. So if you're if you're at home still, or if you're you know bored at work or something like that, go over to Fanic and they have a bunch of webinars that they're running all month. It looked like. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, but uh, it, it was it was super cool. Uh, but the the biggest takeaway is, yeah, don't try to replace a person. Try to automate a process and reach out to these companies early on because they they have way more experience than you most likely in doing these things. And so they can guide you away from really big pitfalls early in the stage. Like you could, I, I feel like from what I've heard about from all, actually our local UR integrator is that like instead of reaching out early and being like, hey, what machine should I buy pair with your robot they just like you know buy all these machine tools buy all these tooling try to make all these processes that work with people and then they're like okay now we'll add in the robots and it's like that's wrong way to, the best do way to do it yeah that's, that's, that's not the best way to do it so um if you've got a, a, a solution or something that needs a robotic solution definitely reach out to you know fanic you are whatever early on and then try to get that all sorted yeah other than and, that uh, i got yeah. nothing no i think that's that's about it for me i mean we we just had our, our first video podcast. So again, if you haven't seen that, go over to our, our YouTube channel. It's with Intolerance Podcast um, and check that out. Let us know um, either in a DM or something if you'd like to see more video podcasts from us and uh, keep pumping out those memes if you got any more ideas or if you haven't entered yet because we we're going to close that down on Friday, what I say, the 7th or the 8th? Yep. Friday the 7th. And then we're going to uh, next week, we will let you guys know who won on the 11th. All right, guys, we'll see you next week with the winners, and we might have a guest, so stay tuned.